Thank you for listening to Remake Rewind, the podcast where we decide if remakes or reboots should have happened. As always, I'm Mike. And I'm Kat. And uh, yeah, that's Kat. Uh, she is going to be guest hosting this episode. Alex is on vacation and Double D is just taking a week off. So uh, Katrina is going to actually help me uh, host this episode. Nice substitute, I guess. I think you're a great substitute. I'm definitely hotter. I mean... <laughs> Double D's pretty hot. Fuck you. <laughs> I haven't actually seen Alex in person, so I can't give him an actual rating. <laughs> but he's got a great personality. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Katrina, what are we going to be covering on this week's episode of Remake Rewind? Well, Michael, on this week's episode, <laughs> we're covering Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday, indeed. I've never seen the original one with Jodie Foster. I've only seen the Lindsay Lohan one once. Really? Uh, there's actually two other versions of this movie. There was one that came out in the 90s, apparently, with Shelley Long. And then there was one that came out this year uh, that went straight to uh, Disney Channel. The Shelley what? Long one went to Disney Channel as well. So there were two, like, made-for-TV versions of this movie. Wow. And then, of course, like, the body swap genre is a thing but this this movie kind of started it is body swap a genre it is you've got like these movies you've got uh just my luck uh another Lindsay lohan one she did there's also the switch or the chain no it's not the switch the change up is that the one where their streams cross yeah <laughs> with jason bateman <laughs> and ryan reynolds but there are a lot of movies where people swap minds and bodies and whatnot there are a lot of tv shows have crossover episodes where that happens and you know it's a it, it i would say it is a genre of film now yeah i guess so i i i do say so <laughs> so um i i just kind of think i'm ready to talk about these movies um you ready to talk about the original one i mean i wouldn't be here if i wasn't all right i've got a summary from imdb it was written by claudio carvalho from Rio. I like that name. It says... Brazilian. Well, it's a Probably name. Probably. I mean, from Brazil. Yeah. Take any of them. It's probably got a huge ass. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It says, the teenager Annabelle has friction with her mother, Mrs. Andrews, and her younger brother, Ben. One Friday morning, they each wish to be the other one at the same... What? The other one for a day at the same time, and their wishes come true, and they swap bodies. Mean Wike, Mrs. Andrews. <laughs> mean Wike. <laughs> There's so many typos that should say Mr. Andrews, who is PR of a company, is preparing a party to promote a real estate deal, and he counts on the support of his wife and daughter. During a little more than support during the day, Annabelle and Mrs. Andrews learn the difficulties of each other and understand the difficulties. It's a great. It's great you say difficulties twice in like in three one, words. In one sentence. Okay then. Well, difficulties. You know what? Honestly, English. It, it's probably not his difficult. first language, so I'm gonna give him. A I mean, pass. if he's from Rio, you yeah, think he's he's probably speaks Portuguese. You think? Anyway, <laughs> let's just get into the movie. I I actually really enjoyed this movie. <laughs> it's fucking weird. <laughs> it's hilarious, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. The last half hour or so, okay, so like a third of the movie, it kind of devolves into an episode of Benny Hill and like, gets really bizarre, but it's still entertaining. You're like, just like, you can't look away. Benny Hill, like cartoon 
Like, it makes zero sense. It's like Looney Tunes yeah. level at the end. Yeah. It and goes all out. There's a point in the movie where they don't even just swap bodies. Like, most of these movies, like, the people's minds are each other. There's a point where their bodies actually switch. No. So they, like, instantaneously transport across it makes no sense. the they greater Los Angeles area. It. <laughs> it makes no sense. And it's it has this weird opening paper animation south park style opening i love it it's adorable it is and they're like it's singing not this... weird it's no it's cute. it's it's adorable but it's kind of like it's very 70s it's it's 70s but it's also like early to mid 2000s indie film that was the thing at the time remember greece had one of those greece had an intros? animation yeah. and it's like these animated intros they don't really fit the vibe of the film at all in anything that no. they're in they're just cute yeah it's they're just fun it well, was the is, thing that you did well also this is back when credits were at the beginning of the movie right you know and so you would literally watch several minutes of credits so it was during the 70s that they started doing this kind of stuff to give you something to watch while doing that as opposed right. to just a blank kind of canvas it was actually jodie foster and the actress who played the mother who sang that song really the, yeah it was actually them so that was that was pretty cool it sounded all right mm-hmm I I've never really seen anything like this movie. It's so weird and there's some just weird jokes in this movie that are borderline I'm not going to say inappropriate cuz they're like it's a very PG movie. They're unexpected. Right, but there's like there's a scene where uh because their the daughter is in the mom's body she calls the father daddy and he gets this really creepy smile on his face he's like a, you've never called me that before he gets a big grin he's like you never called me daddy before <laughs> and he's super chauvinistic i know he, that dad is sexist af <laughs> like there's a point when he's getting ready to go to work and take the younger brother to school and he's giving the mom a list of stuff to do, or who he thinks is his wife. Yeah. A list of stuff to do, like, I need you to do this, I need you to do pick up my dry cleaning, I need you to buff my shoes, I need you to go find this shirt, I need you to iron the shirt, don't burn it, don't burn the fluffs. And he goes, I'm going to go do my job, and you stay and do your job, and yeah. maybe you wear that slinky little black dress when I come back, or something <laughs> so along those lines. Gross. And he, like, does eyebrow kind of, like, lifts and stuff like that, like, just right. super pervy. She's he also, like, specifically asks her to go out and get booze, which I thought was pretty funny, because you'd never see that in a modern Disney movie, unless right. they were making a commentary about that person's alcoholism. Right. Whereas, like, back in the day, everyone was an alcoholic. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> everyone would go get drunk with the neighbors and then drive home. They all had, like, their little bars in their living room and then their offices. It's a cart. It's a cart. Yeah, but they <laughs> called it the bar. Um, the other thing that's... You know, we'll obviously talk about the differences when we move into the second one. But this family seemed honestly like a pretty healthy standard family. Right. And pretty average. She really loved her younger brother. Oh, no, she didn't love her younger brother. The younger brother really loved her. Yeah. And she was and just, she kind, was of just a, kind of a turd to him. I, I would say she was more like indifferent. Like she wasn't actively mean to typical him. Yeah, typical oldest Typically older sibling, especially one that's probably a good six seven years apart she's supposed to be like 13 14 and he's supposed to be like six oh he's kind of like a nine-year-old i think think he's supposed to be younger though okay uh what's weird is like she says he's gorgeous like it opens up with like this narration like i'm annabelle and 
I'm just a girl, and life is whatever, and my mom doesn't understand me. And that's my brother. He's gorgeous. <laughs> she goes through a summary of how perfect he is, and as he's, like, cleaning up his room and folding his laundry, she's, like, basically saying that he only does these things just to spite her and make her look bad. And then she sums it up with, a perfect person and a creep. Right. <laughs> One of the things that's that. funny is this brother is super sweet. Like he's He is. The antithesis of the brother in the newer movies. He's just a good kid. He's a great kid. He wants to do right by everybody. And there's even a scene when, you know, the thing that's great about these movies is all these body swap movies, you, these people get literally see life from a different person's perspective. Like, she doesn't like her brother. She thinks the brother doesn't like her. Mm -hmm. But because she's in the mom's shoes, the brother thinks she's the mom. So the brother's like complaining, like, I don't get why my sister doesn't like me. I love her. She's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I wish I could be her. I want to have braces just like her. I've tried hating her, but I just can't. You can't hate somebody (laughs) that you love. It's so cute. And then there's even a point where he goes, there was one time that our nanny was being rude and getting mad at her for not cleaning her room. So I purposely didn't clean my room. And mm-hmm. the nanny was like, well, you're just a little kid, so it's okay. And so I still, like, she got mad at me because I still didn't get in trouble yeah. kind of things. Like, it's not fair. So, you know, it's it's really sweet. Like, I really liked this kid. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to see more of this kid, even though he's kind of funny looking. He was a really <laughs> sweet kid. <laughs> yeah. So what are some highlights for you? Like the highlight to me was the brother and the creepy dad. What were some highlights of this movie for you? I really liked the way it was written and edited, especially the beginning of the film. Like it starts off and it's instantly interesting, which doesn't often happen with these movies. A lot of times they kind of drag at the beginning. They try and find their feet and fail for a little while. But like right out the gate, it starts out with really funny narration. The dialogue is really good. Yeah. So the, the daughter is kind of narrating the beginning portion of the film. She's just giving a summary of their life and introducing all of the characters. And then they start doing this thing where the mom and the daughter are both talking to other people about each other. And so when they go to quote one another, that's kind of what they use to switch scenes. So the daughter will start saying the quote of the mother and then it cuts to the mother saying that exact same thing right while she's you know doing the dishes in the morning and getting her husband ready for work and all that kind of stuff i i really like how they did that it was really clever and i think it was something that not a lot of films were doing yet at the time and it was also what i thought was interesting was a lot of times and this is kind of more prevalent in the 2013 version with Lindsay lohan but a lot of these movies where there's a mom and a daughter kind of at odds a lot of times the mom's always trying to get the daughter to be more pretty or something like that. Like, right. And this is almost the opposite where like Jodie Foster's character, Annabelle, is actively on a diet. Like she's trying to lose weight for whatever reason. And, uh-huh. she's, and the moms keep saying like, no, like you I'm going to grow up to be a blimp. <laughs> right. Like you should eat more stuff and everything. So it's it's funny that like it's actually completely opposite of how most moms treat daughters in movies. Right. Uh, and it, what's interesting is I mean, obviously, Jodie Foster is not, you know, your gender normal kind of woman. Like, she's very, she's a woman, obviously. She she's, was pretty butch in this movie. But she's also, she. <laughs> like, you a, see her, you're like, that's a little lesbian. <laughs> I agree. Like, she, she's a tomboy. She has the short hair. But she also has, like, her nails painted. And she's also very concerned about her figure and everything like right. that. So it's, it, it's interesting because she's not just, 
she kind of has both gender norms in this movie. Yeah. Um, it's pretty progressive, I would say. Well, then, I mean, like, I think that's a pretty typical tween girl. Right. Where they're still into, like, playing outside and running around barefoot. And at the same time, like, you kind of feel this push. Like, you want you want to start growing up. You want to start doing she's teenage things. Yeah, and she has a crush on the boy. And it's a really awkward time to go through because, you know, like, I don't, I don't know how much boys go through this, but... As a girl, when you're in that age, like, your childhood and your teens are very much at odds with each other. Right. It's a really super awkward time. And socially, there are all these demands to be specific things in each of those portions of your life. And it's a really sharp contrast. For for boys, it's not as, as stark of a difference because, you know, going through middle school, like, basically, when she got into middle school, like, you obviously were homeschooled, so you didn't really get to experience this too much. But Right. Um, in middle school, basically, the girls hung around tables and talked right. and gossiped or whatever. Where the boys, a lot of them would still bring a football or a basketball to school right. and play. Or, a ha- like, when I was in 7th, 8th grade, hacky sacks were, like, big. So we yeah. would play, you know, kick this, you know, we'd sack it up. And there might have been girls who, like, would do that still, but then... It was few and far between. Right. And girls wouldn't, they didn't always like gradually shift out of that. Like a lot of girls that I knew would take a new school year as an opportunity to completely change the way they looked. I I definitely, I'm not going to throw anybody's name out there, but like I remember there was this girl that I actually had a big crush on Mm -hmm. for like several years from like middle school through part of high school. And she was very much like that where she, she was kind of tomboyish. Like she played basketball and stuff with the boys and would sometimes play football with the boys and everything and i it was somewhere between like ninth grade ninth grade or 10th grade just drastically different right because uh, it's easier to come back to school being completely different over the summer you yeah know, you had an experience or you just changed like and obviously bodies change and right and so i liked i liked the dynamic though between the daughter and the mother that she wasn't really pushing her daughter to be anything specific the mother was kind of like live and let live in this movie. And just wake up and go she to school just, and be on time to things. Right. She just wanted her to be a little more responsible about certain things. And like the mother was kind of like busy doing her own thing. Right. You know, she was like wrapped up in that, not super concerned with, you know, I guess regulating her daughter's appearance. What I didn't understand about this movie, and I, I think this actually does a disservice to the mother. Uh, what's the mother's name in this? Is it Tess as well? Because in the newer movie, her name is Anna, but in this one's Annabelle. Um, But anyway, uh, I'll let you look up the name. But honestly, it just says Mrs. Andrews. Andrews, (laughs) So the thing that's weird about this movie is a lot of the times with these movies, when they want you to feel bad for the mother character, they show like how much all the ironing and the cooking and cleaning and you know she had it pretty much handled. She had other people doing it. So there were people there who cleaned and vacuumed. She had a housekeeper who was doing the heavy cleaning. Well, no, they weren't. They were shampooing the carpets and drapes. Oh, okay. That's like a but thing then that they people had, used to do on a regular basis. But then they had somebody else. There was another person there doing They some had a other, housekeeper. And then a housekeeper. And then there was a, th- another guy who came. So there was someone who was doing the, car- the carpets and the drapes. And there was another guy doing some other thing. It was the mechanic. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, so they're taking care of the mechanic. But yeah, she had a bunch of people there helping her with all her housework and yeah, tasks. Yeah, because if you were upper middle class at that time in America, you could actually afford to do like those the Brady things. Bunch. Yeah, they had Alice. 
Yeah, because they actually had, you know, a livable wage and all that stuff. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the mom, like, had it pretty well handled. She was hot, too. She's super hot. She was pretty skinny, though. She was, she was skinny, hot. but she was really pretty. Yeah. Like, beautiful. Her face looks like the spider from Charlotte's Web, though. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Like, that like or the, like, she still had the over-the-top 60s lashes, kind of. Um, or like the animated opening of like I Dream a Genie or Bewitched. Yeah. Yeah, she looks like a, she looked like a little cute little cartoon character. Yeah. Um, Adorable. I mean, the, everybody in that movie kept saying how beautiful she is. Yeah. Uh, and she and was. I, I really like that when they change bodies, the daughter's like stoked to yeah. have her mom's hot bod. Yeah, she was like dancing <laughs> and kind of like... She's like, I'm a woman. Yeah. <laughs> She was excited about it. Yeah, you know, and that's something that was I really liked about this is there was an appreciate like they actually kind of enjoyed being in each other's bodies at yeah, some point. A the mom, bit. not as much, uh, but the the uh, <laughs> the daughter definitely. And then like the daughter struggled being the mom a little bit in terms of the not knowing where she. It was really just not her not knowing where things were. Like when all those people came, she didn't know where the checkbook was. Not or knowing the money how was. to do the laundry, you know. So. That was a little bit different. I think the mom struggled more, like, yeah. you know, having to, you know, take a test, a type, you know, a typing test and <laughs> blo- basically blowing up that room. Um, <laughs> she had to play the field hockey, you know, and she field ends up scoring. scary. And, you know, she had to, you know, she ended up scoring a goal on her own team. Right. I like that contrast, though. So in this movie, Annabelle was a total jock. Right. She was in all the sports. She had a field hockey game and then um for the dad's Water big skiing. for the dad's, dad's big presentation or it was like a presentation to a client, right? Right. Kind they were, of. They were kinda like um redesigning a marina, as far as I could tell. And for some reason he had decided that his daughter and her friends who have like a water skiing team, team. should do a show. What was it that they called it? They, like, they, I think they just something kind of called it like Aqua Capade or something. Aquapades. Like, yeah, something like Aquapades. that. Aquapades. <laughs> um, so, yeah, he was like relying on her to do that. And she also had her typing test. She had a lot going on. She had a lot going on. Busy it. kid. And it turns out she's really smart. And she just, there's, there's a point where because she's in her mom's body and she goes to like a parent teacher conference thing, like the teacher, like she, she's complaining about how mean her teacher is to her throughout the whole movie leading up to the switch and i i keep saying like the whole movie there was maybe only five ten minutes tops in the movie before they did like the switch it went really quick yeah um but like this teacher is like i mean to her because she's so smart and i'm trying to push her to be better and i feel like a failure because she is the smart they say her iq is like 163 or something like that so she's supposed to be super smart, but she's still not doing the best in school. And the teacher's like, I feel like a failure. And that's why I'm mean to her kind of thing. <laughs> and so like, it was a big, it was a, it was a really genuinely good experience for Annabelle to be in her mom's way. Cause she got some confidence that, you know, all these adults think she's a genius yeah. and everything. So she's like, I'm going to start applying myself kind of thing. So like, it was a really good ex- experience for her. And you know, just to get to the kind of the end of the movie is, you know, they all, they, you know, they have their experiences where they learn about what it's like being the other person. By the end of the movie, basically what ends up happening is she had, the mom has to do the jet skiing and the dog's body. <laughs> There's a point where the dad is like, go. And he's, she's like, I can't do it. He's like, you're going to blow this deal for me. And she's like, I can't do it. He's like, okay, fine. Just hold on to this thing for me for a second. Gives her the rope. And then he like tells the person the boat to go and like forces her to do this jet skiing thing. <laughs> And then, it, like you said, it goes into Benny Hill. Why didn't you tell us what that meant? 
It just got ridiculous. Like it got car. totally insane. Like, there was a car chase in a Beetle. There were police cruisers following them around. Like, at one point, this police car crashes into a pole and just shears down the center and splits the squad car and in half. And the two cars are driving <laughs> in different directions. Too. Yeah, it just got real weird. How did she end up on, like, the hang glider? I don't quite know. So this was after they switched back. So it was the mother there. Not just the mother, like... Yeah, it's weird. So like, sure, they switched bodies. Originally, they switched somehow. minds. Right. At the end of the movie, they, they both say, back, I but wish... But then it's their bodies there. They say it different. So I think at the beginning of the movie, they say something along, along the lines, like, I wish I could be her for a day. Right. But at the end, they say, I want my body back. So the bodies transport that time <laughs> instead so of the mind. Twisted. And then the effect both times yeah, is the really bad. The effect was hilarious. It but just... at the time, you know, it wasn't that bad. So the effect is basically like it goes to a still image of them. And then it just flashes red and black, red and black, red and black. And then you just kind of see like a ghosted image of them like transition across places. the screen. Yeah. So then the mom switches back to her body while they're water skiing. Right. And then somehow ends up on like a hang glider. So no one's any better off when that happens. Somehow she ends up like koala glomping the back of this dude who's already water. Koala (laughs) glomping? It's a glomp. glomp I've never heard the word glomp. (laughs) Anyway. um, She's like grabbing on this dude. And he's water skiing. And he is getting ready to go up in the glider. So she, like, kind of jacks the glider from him, and when she does that, she ends up going up with it. And everyone's super impressed. Like, they thought, like, it was a magic show and this whole thing was planned, and the dad's like, I can't believe you guys did this. And And she's just getting progressively more disheveled and terrified through this entire... The poor mom. Right. (laughs) The whole, like, last 15 minutes of the film, the mom's just screaming. Yeah. (laughs) And it makes no sense. Like, you mentioned, like, the car getting cleaved in half, but there's also a part where a car goes through a tunnel. So the beetle goes through a tunnel, and it goes through unscathed, because the beetle's a little smart, but the cop car goes through the tunnel, and instead of just getting squished and not going through, it's able to get all the way through, and it just gets... It compresses. (laughs) There's also some interesting green screen. Most of the film oh. doesn't have any green screen. And then they have both green screen shots within like two minutes of each other. The skiing and the driving. Yes. The daughter driving the car. It's, all, it's, all the driving in the all car the was driving green is really badly green screened and it's hilarious. Um, but, you know, like considering the time, it actually wasn't that bad. No, I mean, honestly, the dialogue was great. It was very. The switches were hilarious. The switches were bad. <laughs> but the dialogue was really good and i think jodie foster did a really good job playing like the the problem the only problem that i have with the movie and it's not even a problem it's just that we don't get enough of them before the transition to really see what they're really like so really it's just jodie foster just kind of scrunching her face and talking like i don't believe this kind of thing but you know <laughs> she did a good job and yeah. you know she spoke like an adult and you know it's fine. We didn't really get the mom's personality beforehand to really know if she did a good job. Like, there wasn't like a... Right. It's not like a River Phoenix playing young Harrison Ford in um, <laughs> uh, The Last Crusade, where he just... He didn't play young Indiana Jones. He played young Harrison Ford. He did Harrison Ford's mannerisms and stuff like that. Yeah. It's nothing like that. Right. Um, but it's still a great movie. And he, I, he went through it pretty fast. Is there anything that you wanted to touch on? There were a lot of, like, really funny little jokes in there. Um, So, throughout the day, the mom is getting more and more overwhelmed. Right. 
um, well, the daughter in the mom's body is right. getting more and more overwhelmed because she has no idea how to run the household and she's in over her head because um, the dad has neglected to hire a caterer for this event. Oh, that's right. There was a mix-up. Someone thought someone else was doing it, um, and there's no caterer. So he volunteers his wife to do the catering. He's like, it's fine. It's just 20 people. I'm sure you can whip something up. You have three hours. Which, like, okay, like, back in the day, that was a legitimate thing that could happen. It sucked, but that was, like, an expectation of a housewife that you could whip up a meal for 20 people in three hours, maybe. Yeah, you you had, like, your go-to recipes, your tried-and-true stuff. So this dude, like, he's already had this entire day of stuff that she's been failing miserably at. And then he throws that at her. And so she's trying to get all that done in the process because she's overwhelmed. Everyone's, like, yelling at her. So she ends up firing pretty much the entire household staff. Right. (laughs) She's on the phone with the husband at one point. And they're going down the list of all the people that she fired. He's like, is the dog still there? (laughs) (laughs) The there was also dog. a scene when she goes to visit him at work and she's got he's got this like really attractive secretary. Oh wait, wait, wait. Boris. No, the neighbor Ooh, kid. We forgot about Boris. Boris. That Boris kid was not gorgeous. Like no, and he was creepy. Yeah, so he's like all hitting on the mom and has like a great great interaction <sighs> with Boris her. is the neighbor kid that the daughter right? No, no, no. He has bad allergies, so he stays home from school a lot. Got it. So the daughter has this big crush on him. Doesn't she call him a babe at the beginning? And she he's, calls him a babe and a fox. No, she calls him a, a fox. fox. And he's like the gawkiest, scrawniest, like weird beanpole with like big fluffy blonde White hair. Crow. It is so funny. He is a funky looking dude. And then when the daughter is there in the mom's body she like goes to hang out with boris and he gets this big crush on her and is like totally putting the moves on her it's really inappropriate super inappropriate (laughs) it's so gross but then she ends up you know she's in a bit of a pickle and so she has this turkey that she's gonna make for this dinner (laughs) and she's like i'm just gonna double everything including the temperature but she has to leave so she leaves ben is it ben the son the son yeah there with boris and of course the turkey gets burnt she gets back and she's like boris how could you do this to me <laughs> it's just really funny and then she wants to serve it anyway and she's like oh it's just smoke tur- turkey smoke turkey yeah <laughs> and then there's the scene with like the attractive um miss gibbons miss gibbons and she's like super upset why didn't you tell mom that i mean let people know who miss gibbons is who's miss gibbons the secretary yeah, but you didn't say that. I, you I, said the super attractive secretary. No, you didn't. I didn't say that. Oh no. well, the, he has this like super attractive redheaded secretary. Who does the dad? <clears throat> Jesus, they know what we're talking Contact. about. They don't know. They do know. We're jumping around. I'm gonna smack you. One. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. I have my job. You have yours. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so anyway, she's like the so. Whoa. <laughs> like Marilyn Manson? That's a myth. I know. I don't need anyone telling me it's not real. Um, so anyway, in the mom's body, she goes to visit her dad at work and complain or whatever she is going there for. And there's a super attractive secretary. She's up. She's like, why didn't you tell mom? I mean, me that she got a new secretary. And it's like, why? I didn't even know. So she's getting upset because the mom's like, Man, like, she's thinking this girl's like really attractive. And then the dad tells her to like, type something out or write a letter or something so she comes back she puts her hair up and then she gets these huge like coke bottle glasses she gets gets, progressively more dowdy and she gets like 
cross-eyed and everything <laughs> and then she's like oh okay the dad like it make it kind of redeems the dad a little bit where it's like he honestly probably didn't even notice that she tried like he probably right. just saw her that one time on a trip like, like well she has looked better now that you mention it <laughs> right so you know that was kind of funny you know slightly redeeming the creep factor a right. little bit um but overall it was a fun movie do you I have anything it. else no i loved it and you know what it's even the parts that were bad in terms of special effects, they're so bad that they're good. Right. And everything that's weird about it is it's just so 70s that it's enjoyable. And there's a lot of great, I mean, we didn't hit, like, the sports scenes. Like, we barely touched on the field hockey scene. There's a scene where she plays, and the, the mom play or, uh, it's so hard to talk about. Annabelle plays baseball in her mom's body, and just just like incredible. And the brother's like super impressed. And you know, it's just a fun scene. There's some they did some weird stuff with frame rate in that scene to make yeah. her look faster and everything. But it was know, a good movie. It's, it's worth watching. Movie. Yeah, it was. It really holds fun. up pretty well, and it's it's quick. Like the yeah. pacing is very very quick. Yeah, especially towards the end. Right. Holy <laughs> cow! <laughs> and you're kind of overwhelmed at the end, but it's uh, worth yeah. the watch. All right. So you ready to talk about the newer one? I mean, the I'm newish here, one. Aren't I? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so this one is written by Scott. Annabelle and her mother Tess are constant quibblers. <laughs> Tess's fiance is an unacceptable replacement for Anna's dad and Anna's music, friends, grades, and taste in boys. Ad nauseum in uh, parentheses. Uh then dawns that fateful freaky friday when anna and tess switch bodies and must learn to live in each other's place it's only then that selfless love will change them back a fresh and delightful if somewhat cheesy family comedy i agree it's pretty pretty huh. cheesy i i don't agree with that in that te- they're trying to make ryan tess's fiance a uh replacement for the dad the music the friends everything like they don't really mention the dad too much until like the middle of the movie or just before the switch. It's like two or three times they mention it. And I don't I, I feel like the soon to be stepfather was a pretty good guy. Like he wasn't overstepping any bounds. So right. I don't know if I agree with that portion of this uh, summary. But, you know, overall, yeah, it's it, it is a somewhat cheesy, delightful family comedy. I hate that guy's hairstyle, but other than that, he was a good guy. He's fine. Mark Harmon, he, he's always <laughs> looked like he's fine. It's just an average 40-something-year-old man's haircut. It's awful. I know this movie is a bigger deal to you than the original one was. Um, I only saw it the one time. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, because I'm pretty close in age with Lindsay Lohan. Yeah, she's so, only two years older than us. Yeah, so every movie that she did at that time, me and all of my friends watched like a million times. They were like the slumber party go-to Right, films. and she had some great, she had a great run with Disney, so of course she had the she parent trap. She was a trap. good child actor. Like, she was solid. She was good. And she and it's weird. away her career. And it's weird how she got worse at acting. Yeah, she So did. she did the parent trap, and that movie's fine. Like, it's good, from what I remember. It's she did a great job in that movie. That was not she plays an two easy parts, role. And she has an accent as Holy one of cow. the twins. Yeah. I haven't seen that movie since. Like, in terms of child actors, that's solid okay. work. I, really I haven't seen that movie in probably 15, 20 years. Um, but, you know, she did that, and then she did, like, a Disney Channel movie, and then she did this movie, and then it was Herbie Fully Loaded, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen. Um, I think we were talking about her last night, and you had a really good observation where it's, like, she had a great transition point with Mean Girls, where she goes from, like... Dude, teen- Tina Fey set her up for, like, a, a great career. Right, because she goes from... That movie is still shot that horse in the like face. a teenage kind of comedy movie, but it's a little bit more mature and there's a little bit mm-hmm. of, 
even though Tina Fey's, you know, pretty feminist and everything like that, there is some still kind of like <laughs> pointing out how hot Lindsay Lohan used to be kind yeah. of thing. Like it was a good transition movie and then she just fucking blew it. Well, I'm it's a little more complicated than that. I mean, her for family stuff. situation is not great, but yeah, she I, I think she got to a certain point where people gave her a lot of chances and she still blew it. Well, now she's basically on like just not hireable. Like insurance companies won't cover her. Like, and the problem is she's just because of all the plastic surgery and the drug use. Like she yeah. looks fifty now. Yeah, she's it's unfortunate because it's. I don't. She I, was beautiful. She was gorgeous, gorgeous. Like, and the thing is, like, she was almost too hot for Disney because Disney spent <laughs> millions of dollars making CGIing her boobs Which smaller. Which is really unfair. Right. Okay. Like, as a large-breasted woman. It's mm. really unfair what people will say and do and think about you just because you have big boobs right. and you're young. Exactly. And, you know, she's she was great. I, I don't know any guy my age in the mid-2000s, like the 2000, basically 2003 to about 2010, who wasn't, like, in love with Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. And, yeah, it is sad that she's not, that she's basically never going to come back. I, I don't see her having a Robert Downey Jr., kind of turn around unless she stops injecting stuff into her face no i mean but she's just like is a terrible actress now like she just lost it i don't know what it is um yeah. like even when robert downey jr was at his low when he got fired from Halle McBeal, he was still great in that show so yeah he you was. know all right let's just get back into the yeah. movie we've been got, kind of went on a tire er, tyrant tangent um this movie's fun it's bad i i'd say this is a bad movie but it's corny and fun like there's some really stupid jokes and the music is obviously they were really trying to push like a soundtrack with this movie yeah but it, you know it, it's a fun movie what What are some highlights for you um you know i didn't have a lot of notes for this one because i just got so into watching it because it's such I an could, enjoyable film i could for tell me. you're really into i it. love jamie lee curtis jamie lee curtis is great she's great in everything and i, was, I love that she was willing to embrace the silliness of this role because before her this yeah before this i'm not really sure that we saw that from her she did a lot of comedies in the 70s and 80s. Did she? Yeah, she did a lot of stuff like Dan Aykroyd, The Fish Called Wanda. She did Trading Places. Right, but then and... she kind of went to the more serious Yeah, stuff, she did. And she became... True Lies, she was kind of like over the top. That was pretty early, though. That was... Yeah, I mean, that was like I feel like the she, she kind of fell into these mom roles and these serious businesswoman yeah. roles. And, you know, there's something that happens with your career when you are... Doing Activia was... commercials. This was. <laughs> this this was, was probably right around she when no, she No, this started. was way before Activia. Oh, okay. I think she like went gray before she did Activia. Yeah. But she was. I don't know if she was a list, but you kind of get like so big that people are afraid to stray from what you've been doing. Well, she was. I think she did a pretty good job with that because she was the screen queen, like for she a was, long time, which and you can know, be hard to get. She out had of. also had to live under her mother's shadow for a while, and she, I think she's made a career. Like Who's her, her mother? Her mother is um. <sighs> What's her name? Give me a second. I'll have to look it up. Her mother's super famous. Was another really famous actress. And I, I had cannot. no idea. Janet Lee. Oh, okay. Yeah, and Tony Curtis. So yeah, she, you know, two very famous parents. So yeah. Um, but no, she was great in this movie. I uh, she played the serious part, and she. I think. I think this movie did a little bit better in the. Uh, I still don't think they did a good job. Like I think Jamie Lee Curtis did a little bit better. 
in taking Lindsay Lohan's mannerisms than yeah. Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan, I think, did the same thing that Jodie Foster did, just kind of scrunched her face and just kind of sounded a little bit more angry, uh, where Jamie Lee Curtis did the shrieking of like a little gr- like a teenage girl and jumped up and down and it was very... <laughs> it was more fun for her, though. I think there was more material to work with. I agree. Yeah, it's definitely easier to be the older person playing the younger person if you have the energy to do it. Right. And I, I think she did a great job. I think she was really fun to watch. I, I enjoyed the parts with Jamie Lee Curtis more than I enjoyed the stuff with Lindsay Lohan. Right. I did enjoy that they had a lot of nods to the original movie. That was kind of fun. They did. The um, daughter is named Anna. Right. Instead of Annabelle. Um, there's something. So in this film, the dad is dead. Right. The dad is dead. The big thing that's happening is not anything to do with anyone's career, really. The mom is getting married. Yeah. Um, And I really wonder if... When the writers were, like, working on this film, if they just decided to kill the dad because he was so freaking creepy in the first film. Maybe. I mean, I, that's funny. That, that's definitely a possibility. That was my thought. Um, I think it's probably just because never called me daddy before. in 2000s, late 90s and early 2000s movies, it always had to be a single parent. And there there was a lot of step-parent stuff in that time frame. Yeah, well, because, I mean, how many friends did you have whose parents weren't divorced? Honestly, I only had, like, one. That I like, that I really know, like my my right. friend Ryan. Almost all of my friends' parents were divorced. I only so had like one or two, but it just made. Oh, most of your friends' parents were together still. Yeah. Oh, that's weird. I think most I mean, I of had my a, friends' parents were. Divorced. I had a few <laughs> friends whose one of their parents died. Oh, that was weird. more common for me than the divorce thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I only had a couple of those. Um. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I guess we can't really use that point. <laughs> um, no, well, it's an easy... Um, it's an easy way to make conflict between really a mom is. and a child. Yes. And honestly, I think they did a good enough job with that. Like, there was a point where, like, they brought it up fairly early in the movie and and uh, Anna was like, no, that's not what it is. Like, right. It's that you don't pay attention to me anymore. Yeah. And then towards the end of the like the middle of the movie she brings it up again she's like that's not what it is and then at the end of the movie she's like totally cool with it of course you know mm-hmm. with like she kind of bond like bonds with the stepfather without the stepfather even knowing because obviously they've switched bodies this movie had a lot more build up before they actually switched like this one had almost probably 25 minutes or so before they actually switched yeah um there was a lot of stuff like so you saw I her- liked that you saw each of them have a day, you know, so you saw the mom have a day at the work, at work, you know, Lindsay Lohan had a day at school. You also got a little bit more of the relationship with the brother and the brother's like a dickhead in this one. Like the brother's an asshole in this yeah, movie. He was. And I think it upped the stakes a lot more by showing what their lives entailed. I think they did a better job on this one. Not so much with the daughter. I think she had lower stakes. Um, but the mom is a therapist. Right. And she has... Some genuinely unhinged people that she has to deal with. Plus, she's planning her wedding. Right. Like, this all goes down, like, two days before they're supposed to get married. And they have family in town. They have family coming in town. They've got a big old rehearsal dinner. They've The whole shebang is going on. And the other thing that's interesting is, obviously, this is, is Anna, the daughter's big thing, but she's in a band, and there's got this, she has this big potential audition to play at this, like, festival. At the House of Blues. At the House of Blues. And, you know, honestly, it was a bigger deal for the mom, because the mom had to, like, hear it from the 
you know, not just the daughter, but the friends. And then also the stepfather, like, you know, the future stepfather, her future husband telling her that she should let them do this. So it was kind of like a little bit different. Like she was getting things from all sides, telling her she actually does, should let the daughter do these things. So I actually kind of liked that aspect where it was like, it wasn't just because she was in somebody else's body that she learned this lesson. Like people were telling her she should have done that. So there was a little bit, the difference in this one is they're going to stay permanently in that position until they learn to love each other selfless, selflessly. Yeah. And I kind of liked that they both were being told from other people like, Hey, you need to understand this portion before and after. And they kind of learned these lessons despite the body sweat. Like they would have probably come to these terms eventually. Right. So I, I did kind of like that aspect. It is weird that there was like, Asian magic in this one. It was like Portuguese. They called it Asian voodoo. Yeah, they called it Asian. Like the whole um, Chinese restaurant thing was a little bit problematic. Not gonna lie. Um, but you know, what year was this? Two thousand three. Two thousand three. It's interesting how slow on the uptake we've been to like recognize when we do problematic things. Talking about Asians in american film it's right. bad they it's were real very bad. very caricature characters well and it was always so easy for them to throw in like this asian mystic right because they're so exotic and mysterious yeah and you know it's, it was a really creepy fallback. yeah i i agree and the thing that was a little weird about it is they acknowledge they kind of acknowledge it too so like they go back to the the restaurant and they're asking what's going on and then the the daughter um of the woman who actually did the magic she cursed them yeah she's kind of <laughs> like oh let me talk to my mom and then she's like starts talking to the mom in like chinese and she goes nope no we don't know what you're talking about <laughs> she's crazy she's crazy and everything <laughs> and they're just talking it's like she goes why would you do this she's about to get married she goes nobody told me that she was about to get married i and so the mom's kind of like yeah i acknowledge this was probably a bad idea <laughs> Yeah. There were a lot of things with the brother that I kind of liked. Like, I did, like, I think this one, they each had fun in the other person's body a little bit more. They took advantage of being in the other person's body to do things right. that they wanted the other person to do. So, so the daughter took the mom's body and went on a shopping spree. And also she, tormented like, the brother. She, I thought that was pretty gutsy. And I love that she just, like, went and did it. Like, she gave her mom a full-on makeover. Yeah. Like, new wardrobe. She cut her hair Right before her wedding, she got some piercings. She did her makeup; like she looked great. She did. She looked pretty I, I, hot. I actually liked her hair better before the haircut, but I did like the outfits. And I, I like Jamie Lee Curtis with gray hair best. Really, I think she looks best. Interesting. Okay. It suits I, her skin. I don't think. I don't. I don't think she looks bad with the gray hair. I think, I think she she's looks, aged very. I well. think she looked better at the beginning of her Activia spokesmanship <laughs> than she did in True Lies. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's a hot bra. Honestly, she would have been a really good Aunt May, and it like in the Andrew Garfield. I don't versions. think she's soft enough. Eh, it depends on the version of Aunt May. Like if they went more ultimate, I think she would. You don't know what that really. Maybe. Is, but I think she would have been good. Um, she's still great in this movie though, and I th it was so sad though because at the beginning <laughs> when <laughs> they switch, they look in the mirror and. The daughter's in the mom's body, and she's like, I'm old. I'm like the crypt keeper. Well, I, and then she's like, screams. I like the part where she went when uh, Jamie Lee Curtis wakes up in Lindsay Lohan's body, and she's like, feels her boobs. And then she goes down, and she feels her butt. That's definitely her, her not ass. my <laughs> Well, then I also like where. Oh, good booty. They had to realize she was 17. You well, can't say that. Okay, when she was like 20, 
She was still like really hot. No, she was she super hot. Like, like in Mean Girls, she, she was had smoking gorgeous hot. curves. Like she was super hot. She was hot. Yeah. Um, she like starved herself and yeah, everything. Kind of. Yeah, it's not so good anymore. No. Um, it was really funny. So when they were like, "Well, we need to go." There's no way around this. We're going to have to go live a day in each other's lives. So they go and get dressed. And so she makes Lindsay Lohan's character or Lindsay. She makes the daughter dress way too conservative. And then <laughs> um, she uh, Anna as Tess dresses way too. Provide like she says, something, like she calls she it. She goes horror. a little punk. She goes a little punk, like a, just a, like a white tank top and tight. <laughs> there's a scene where. So they're like, we need to go change. She's like, I'll go um, drab down or I'll go drab up and I'll go grunge down. Yeah. And so she goes to pull up her pants and the brother goes like, <laughs> There's another thing that was kind of messed up because the brother throughout the first 20 minutes of the movie would like do things like flick the sister and then she would go to react, but she would do it specifically. He would do it specifically when the mom was distracted. So the sis, Lindsay Lohan was kept getting in trouble, even though the brother was the one starting everything. Right. The brother was reading the diary, and that's what caused her to go blow up and then like lose the door and everything like that. Um, I forgot where I was going with this. I don't know. Um, oh, anyway, I mean, I, I this wasn't where I was originally going, but I'm going to go this way now. Um, so what was interesting was like, they took advantage of being in each other's bodies. So there's a point when they are taking Lindsay Lohan to school and they drop <laughs> her off. And then the, the, the fiance was like, hey, do you want me to take, are we heading to the brother's school now? And he, she goes, no, he can walk. And he's like, it's like 20 blocks. And Run fast. You, can, you need the fresh air. What about bullies? Then it's. <laughs> Run fast. Yeah. I loved Stuff it. like that. And then like the, you already mentioned the, the makeover. They kind of did the same thing. You know, she dressed her really conservatively, got her nails done, got her hair done, you know, put up in a ponytail. And I mean, she had like a that. nice spa day, uh, no matter what. Like, my right. body's feeling better than it did before. Right. And then the whole McDonald's <laughs> scene, I think they played up the age thing a lot more in this one. So, yeah. like, Lindsay, as, you know, her mom, she's eating McDonald's. And then the mom, as the daughter, was like, you can't do that. That's going to go in your mouth, <laughs> into my thighs. So then she starts eating. She's like, I haven't had a French fry in eight years, kind of thing. <laughs> I, I think this movie had a little bit more fun yeah. with it, and they definitely kind of tormented each other And a they little spent bit. more time together trying to sort stuff out. They did. Then... Like, they went to the, chi- the the back to the Chinese restaurant. Right. They, you know, there was a point where they interacted with each other at school, and they kind of, like, filled each other in on what their day is going to be like. Yeah. Um, they had a little bit more time to prep before things started going, but, you know, she's like, hey, I've got this test. The teacher's a dick. You know, This film had its own Boris. Yeah, the Boris was and the same guy. And it was even creepier. Um, so the guy who played Boris in the original film was in this film. Yep, as Boris. His name was Boris, but he was a delivery guy? He was a delivery guy, Delivery yeah. guy. Um, so this film had its own creepy cougar dynamic. It there was did. a boy at school. Chad Michael Murray. Chad Michael Murray. What was that character's name? Jake. Jake. Of course it was Jake. They're all Jake. Um, and... He had like this kind of bad boy image, but it drove, turns out he wasn't really bad, right? Uh, rode a motorcycle, but he was like somehow like a TA or something. I don't know if he was a student or a teaching assistant. I'm not was really a sure vague. exactly what he was doing. Like he worked at the school, but he also worked at like Starbucks. Yeah, it was confusing. Yeah. So I think he was some kind of a TA. Well, they kept saying he was too old for her, so maybe he was like a year outside of I high school. I thought he was doing... like a senior and she That's was like I a thought. sophomore or something. That's what I thought, but I I think he might have been 
maybe he's like his first year of college and he's doing like a TA thing. Or in, for, in, okay, yeah. so then he had like no business with her at all. Right. But at the beginning of the film, Jake and Anna are like already super into each other. Yeah. The, well, they had never the met before. No, no, no. But they they see each, each other in the halls and they talk to each other. And, like, the first time they speak, they're, like, super into each other. Talking about music like, and stuff. Talking about music, trying to make plans to go out, which is, like, not how that kind of thing goes down in high school usually. No. Like, usually you talk to someone a few times, get to know them. It's not, like, all in, let's go out right. kind of situation. But that's, like, that's how they took it. Um, yeah. But at the beginning of the movie, he offers her a ride on his bike, and she's going to go, but then she's in trouble with the teacher, and she has to stay. Oh. <laughs> And he just like like she turns around to talk to the teacher, and then she turns back to look at him, and he's like taken off on well, his he said motorcycle. He, had to go to his other job. he just leaves without he saying go goodbye. Work. He's a good guy. He can't be late to work. <laughs> anyway, so that goes uh, similar to the way that it went in the first movie. I think this took but it much even further. Creepier. Yeah. So he ends up because he ends up like following for the mom her and, and like following her, getting real weird and talking about how much better she is than the daughter, even yeah. though he doesn't realize he's actually talking to the daughter. And he's like, he shows up at random places that she's going to be. He's like, I don't know what this is, but I need to find out. He shows up at the house <laughs> and starts singing, and then he shows up at the wedding rehearsal. <laughs> he pulls a. What is that? A say anything? <laughs> he pulls a say anything. He's singing Britney Spears. <laughs> oh, I forgot it's because, about that. Well, I mean, because they listen to a cover. They're in a coffee shop and they hear that cover of um, uh, Baby uh, One More Time. Me- yeah. Who? What band was? I had that song. I don't know. There was a there was uh, there was an album that was called um, Punk Does Pop or something. like that. I think that, that bunch- song was on the soundtrack for this yeah. film as well, and I think I had the soundtrack. <laughs> So yeah, yeah basically, it took it real far. It did so to the he, point where it's like you should be not wanting to date this dude anymore if he's like willing to try and break up your mother's marriage like yeah. right before she's about to get married. Yeah, it's it takes it real far. And then basically at the end, of the 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 one part that I thought was so bad that I honestly it, it wasn't believable was so Lindsay lohan plays guitar in this and she's supposed to be like the best guitarist ever and she's got this really great solo (laughs) in the song and so she goes everybody convinces the mom aka the daughter to let her go and do the skip out on the the rehearsal rehearsal dinner because apparently it's right across the street right so that's reasonable i think it's reasonable right for half an hour right so she goes and Obviously, the mom doesn't know how to play the guitar, and we can't, we didn't talk about this in the original movie, but there is a form of muscle memory. Like, you might not right. know, she wouldn't know the, because her mind's there, she wouldn't know the note, like, the actual progression of the, the thing, but she, if she... Yeah, she, but that's still physically the daughter's brain. Like, when you hear... Is there something that happens with music? Exactly. Like, you feel it in your and in the, gut. And in the first movie with the field hockey, she might not necessarily know all the rules, but her body would still know what to do, right? You know, so you know, because that's that's so built into she just wouldn't know. She wouldn't know the actual rules, and right. like the, you Which know, is she why might she scores a goal yeah, for the other team. She might foul, and, and this one she would. I feel like she'd at least be able to strum like a bait, like some chords. Like she would, she would know how to hold it. But anyway, like they go through like three quarters of the song with mm-hmm. her just standing there looking super awkward, and everyone <laughs> looking at her. But everybody in the audience is still fucking pumped, right? And then. You know, Jamie in Jamie Lee Curtis's body, she's playing off stage, and she's just like, just pretend to play. She's not moving her hands around. She's literally just bop, beep bopping around. <laughs> and everything. It's like it's not 
Anyone in the audience would who, know she wasn't who was at House of Blues would realize that she is not actually hitting those chords. Right. And the thing is, you know, it would be one thing if she started that way, but then as she started going, almost like that scene in True Lies when she's stripping. Like, initially it's all awkward and clunky and weird, but then she gets into it and then it gets kind of sexy and she's, yeah. you know, it's very sensual. And it would be interesting if, you know, she started and it was just kind of like, obviously a kid with a toy guitar doesn't know how to hold it and everything. Or a slap at the bass with it way too high, like in I Love You, Man, like when he's doing air guitar. It, it was awkward, but as she starts feeling it and getting into it, it starts looking more real. Like, I would have appreciated that, because it didn't look like she was playing the guitar at all. No, it didn't. And then they, in that moment, they they agree to love each other, and they go back, and um, the mom's like, hey, you need to have them call off the wedding until we sort this stuff out. And like, if he loves me as much as I think he does, like, he'll be okay with it. And so instead right. of doing that... In her in her mom's body, the daughter ends up saying, like, how great this man is and how much she's happy, you know, that he's not replacing the father, but is, like, a great dude and, like, makes the mom happy. And then they switch and everything's great. Yeah. And then there's, like, a joke that, like, the father, the grandfather and the brother are going to switch because the the same woman goes to give them a fortune cookie right. and they get tackled. Yeah, they get, there are several tackles in this movie. There are quite a few. I think there are, like, three or four. Yeah. I love at the beginning... When they realize that they've switched bodies, they are in the daughter's bedroom and they decide the best way to try and switch back would be a jolt. So they run <laughs> full speed ahead into each other. <laughs> like, why? I don't know. Why would you think that's the answer? I have no idea. <laughs> um, it was a fun movie. It was fun. So do you think this, obviously this isn't the only remake, but do you think this was a necessary remake? I think it was worth making. I think it's different enough. You know, the thing that's great about a movie like this is it's easy enough to do a remake because every 10, 15 years, society's so different than yeah, it was before. Totally. So, like, the other one is a perfect 70s movie, like that 70s mom, 70s dot, like 70s housewife kind of mentality. This is different where it's like, Women are expected to still run a household, it's have got a, a career. Single mom. Single mom. And then also just like teenagers are completely different in 2000s versus right. the well, 70s. Well, it's a single mom with a career. Right. And the daughter is pretty independent and she's trying to do her own thing. She's got some pretty big goals. You know what I hated about this movie? And it was the brother. I mean, the brother. I You he hate him because he's a dick, but he's very entertaining. He is entertaining. I hated the first 20 minutes of this movie because the first 20, right until they actually switched body, every fucking line, Lindsay Lohan shrieked. She sounded like Frank, like indiscernible from Frankie Muniz and Malcolm <laughs> in the Middle. Indiscernible. You used to love Frankie Muniz until we watched Malcolm in the Middle oh, I together. Still love, he's awful. And I but the show's fantastic. how much I hated him. The show is, he is fantastic. He's the weak link in that show. Um, yeah, I totally get that. But you know what? It's it's so teenage girl. And it was probably more the director than anything else. Probably. Um, I, don't, I mean, it's, it's it's a fun movie. I, I can see why they made it. it. I Honestly, I think as a movie, I don't think this movie is as good as the original. To me. but It's it, right in line with all of the other... Disney movies for theater that came out right. at the same time. Yeah, no, absolutely. The t Confessions of Teenage Drama Queen, uh, Princess Diaries, all that stuff. They're very right. similar quality. Yeah. Um, I guess it's a product of its time. It is. Uh, it's still I enjoyed watchable. both movies. 
It's it very was, watchable. It was it's I, entertaining. It's it's warm fuzzy for me personally. So I think that's why I like it so much. For me, for me, it took me a good twenty minutes to get really into it. Yeah, it was fun. I laughed throughout the movie. It was stupid. It was a stupid movie, but it yeah. was fun. But you didn't. You didn't have didn't like have many connect. a slumber party, painting your nails with your friends, and binge eating junk food while watching. Hey, you don't know my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I honestly, I think it was worth making, and I like. Obviously, they just made another version that went straight to TV. I'm I won't sure. Be watching it. I'm sure in another ten, fifteen years, they'll be doing it again. Yeah, probably. Um, so a couple facts about this movie. Hmm. Kelly Osborne was supposed to be Anna originally, and she oh, turned God. it down. Yeah. Michelle Trachtenberg was actually cast, but had to back out because of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I love Michelle Trachtenberg. I, she's gorgeous. She's like, for, if I could look like anyone else, I would look like her. Huh. With better teeth. With better teeth. She was also supposed I, her to be- Her with my teeth. Didn't Didn't <laughs> I think at one point she was also supposed to be Bella in Twilight. She would have been so much better. Uh, God. <laughs> originally, they were trying to get Jodie Foster- to be in the movie as the mom. But she's she, so picky. She's one. She's picky, and, and she, she lives was like, a normal life, like out on the East Coast. Yeah. Well, she she was like, oh, it'll overshadow the movie. I'm sorry, nobody who was a teenager in 2000. <laughs> she does really like herself. She's though. no, she's very <laughs> full of herself. But no teenage girl in 2003 knows who the fuck Jodie Foster was. No. <laughs> a couple years later, they did Flight Plan. <laughs> I mean, Panic Room is really good. Oh, Panic Room. Yeah, she did that Back one too. Back when Kristen Stewart was a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, we should watch that. I love that movie. Kristen Stewart looks like the, I don't know if it's a boy or a girl, but in Point Break, the <laughs> one who uh, tells Keanu he's like, surfing, it'll change your life, bro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, I, that's, um, that's it. I don't have anything else to you. I just have to note when the stepdad is asking the mom if she's going to pick up the Volvo, she's like, yeah, I can pick up the Volvo. <laughs> that's right, the Volvo. <laughs> There's also another joke that I I remembered when I got lost in my thought earlier, and then I went with a different direction. The brother at one point is like excited that the mom might be dead. He kind of sounds excited, but I don't, like, I don't think he was supposed to be. I think I don't think he was supposed to. Be, I think the he just didn't really know how to control his voice. But he goes, "Come here, like, she's dead. She's dead." But he sounds excited, and he goes, "Look, you see," and he kind of like pokes her. Uh-huh. and everything, and then she's like, "She's dead." Like she's he was smiling. So, oh my god fucking sociopath yeah anyway katrina thank you for uh coming on and guest hosting this episode michael thank you for asking me to guest host this episode and uh you know you guys thank you for listening you guys can check out everything that's mdx pods related at mdxpods.com twitter instagram facebook uh all at mdx pods uh we are also on youtube link in the description below and to the side depending on your podcast listening experience and uh check out our other podcast ruin my childhood that's hosted every other week by me and katrina so if you liked this and you want some more nostalgia stuff ruin my childhood thanks for listening bye bye